0: Darren Ross and Randy Manziel, co-hosts of the Patriots with Grit podcast, declare the truth they blare over the airwaves on this episode of United Patriots Uprising with Gary Ventford. I'm your host, Gary Ventford. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Hope you subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review and be sure to tell your friends about the show. What do you get when two God-fearing, conservative, truth-telling patriots come together? You get patriots with grit, delivering enlightening, insightful, high-spirited conversation. Ready to hear about it? Well, let's get into it. They met by accident at an anti-masker meeting held during the virus national shutdown. The rest is history they've graciously featured me as a guest twice on their podcast and i'm excited to speak with them for the first time on this show so i welcome a dynamic duo who dispenses truth in megadoses while having a really good time at it the patriots with grit darren ross and randy mansell hey guys how you doing Great. We're
1: doing awesome, Gary. Thanks for uh, for hosting us t- today on your show. This is uh, this is awesome. We've had you on a couple times now. Uh, we get to uh, bring the fire on your show. So yeah, yeah please as
0: you do. would say, we're going
2: to rock it. We're going right. to rock.
0: Bring it. the heat. Bring the heat. Now, <laughs> so the people know, your show is audio, video, podcast featuring expert guests speaking on public education, medical freedom, government corruption, saving America, and other critical topics. So let's start at the present and work backwards All right. You state. Your product is a God fearing, conservative, truth telling video podcast. Has there been a focus on some of your recent episodes? Has there been a particular theme or do you just let it rip with whoever you have?
1: Well, I think, uh, we kind of let it rip with whoever we have, Gary. We, we, we try to get people in all these different facets that you just mentioned, uh, Medical freedom and public education have been two of our main ones that we started with because, of course, we got started in the middle of Corona and uh, COVID-19. And so, you know, we were fighting schools. We were filing lawsuits against seven districts in our area here in federal court. And uh, so, obviously... Medical freedom was our first avenue, and then uh, schools kind of just uh, was a
2: parallel at the same time. Wouldn't you think, Randy? Oh yeah, totally. And we're and we're also looking at anything that can educate the public. You know, we're finding out that our rights have eroded over 100 years. We are not functioning under a constitutional uh, law process. It's more of an administrative law process, and that's one thing we're trying to start building up is get more constitutional education on the on the show.
0: I hear you. That's a really good thing to do. Now, along those lines, do you take guests as they come or do you fit guests in for particular topics? Like you're looking to do a particular thing and you know, this is an expert on this or this is an expert on that. Or do you take people as they come or do you do both?
2: Well, actually we get a long laundry list of people and we target them based on, based on topic. You know, there's just, We start talking about a topic and five, six names pop up and then somebody like you might refer somebody and it's like, oh, we got to jump on them, too. So it's not hard to fill a calendar up. We just
1: had uh, Gary. Here's an example. We had two moms on uh, a couple weeks ago, and uh, both of them have been in the uh, CPS, Child Protective Services area, where one mom basically... (laughs) Uh, I'd say Randy, when you say unjustly had her child taken away at birth and the other lady who was on here with her, uh, her colleague actually worked from within CPS. So now she is joining forces with the mom. She's exposing the corruption, exposing all the, you know, unconstitutional acts that all these government entities play. And, you know, after the show, we always ask our guests. We you know we thank them for coming on, and and you know we ask them for recommendations and references for further guests. And they just unloaded. I told Randy, I said, "Heck, we could have multiple series just on the corruption of CPS alone." So just that one little strategy we do by asking for uh, additional references and stuff, it's it's able, it's enabled us to take a certain topic and just expand on it and do multiple multiple episodes with experts in that uh, area of uh, of uh, conversation. Mm-hmm.
0: So what are the hot buttons lately? What, what's what been going on? Now tell people where you are. You don't have to give them your street address, but you can kind of give them the state you're in. if you well, We're, we're in far. the,
1: uh, we're in the great, uh, show me state of Missouri. And, uh, we're on the, uh, Western side, Northwest Missouri. Granny and I both actually grew up in, in a rural area here. He and I never even knew each other growing up. We met by accident, just totally by accident, grew up probably 12 miles from each other. And then, uh, Whoa, 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 hold on, hold on.
0: Let's get into how you two came together and then we'll get into what you're talking about right now, the hot button things that's been going okay. on recently. But so this happened by accident.
2: Yes. Um, I was sitting at home boiling over the mask issue and realizing what the COVID con was. So a gal in our neighborhood and our neighborhood app had put on, hey, let's start a a anti-maskers group. And I'm like, fine, if you wanna do that, let's start meeting in our garage or in my garage and we'll start handing out brochures of studies on how the masks don't work. I had three the first time, I think I had eight the second, and then I had 13 and it became more of a topic of how are we gonna stop the schools from forcing this on our kids? And that's when Darren popped up in my garage. And, you know, I
1: think Randy, Randy's neighbor and I were the three only men that day. As I always say, Gary, I've done the math since day one and like 73 percent of the people fighting this battle are women. Mm -hmm. So I had just gotten back from a a large national conference in Oklahoma on uh, medical freedom and all the covid stuff and uh, just met Randy by accident. And uh, I said, hey, man. I have all this podcast equipment that I purchased several years ago. I've never used it, never even taken it out of the box. I originally was going to do a a, a small business entrepreneur podcast. And Randy's like, well, I have editing skills and I've done video work and, you know, audio work. And I thought, well, hey, I have the gear. He has the experience. Let's put this thing together. So we just started collaborating on some ideas and some uh topics and just a few months after that our first podcast episode launched and actually we always say that we started at the i don't want to say bottom of the barrel i want to say we started at the grassroots level and our very first episode happened to be two local conservative school board candidates in our local hometown that were running for school board and that's how the podcast was born and then we did multiple episodes right after that with other school board candidates in our area and then after the school board races were over we had acquired so many other guests and names and references that it just took off from there. So now we're at a spot where we really have more guests than we do have time to get on our show. And, and
2: the whole purpose that we had was, you know, there's so many podcasts out there trying to reveal truth. And that's what we wanted to do is dig as deep as we can and let people know that are that are. that I don't want to call them asleep. I, two years ago, I was a, or three years ago, I was asleep asleep but just say that's what we can do is if we can get on the mic and tell people what's going on and just uncover, you know, like the CPS stuff. It is just appalling what we we're finding out. Bottom line is we got to start figuring out how to, to provide our, our uh, listeners with, uh, with solutions. Yeah. I think people are tired of
1: hearing the, you know, the, the, discouraging stories and you know, the woe is me and they're ready for action. They're ready to to see what they can do to actually make steps in the better and going in a better direction instead of just hearing another bad story, bad story, a bad story. Bad so, story. Right. Because yeah, that's what we're, we're, we're
0: trying. Yeah. Try and do is even is, like when I came on with you guys, you know, I, I want to tell people what's going on, but always want to provide solutions. I never want to leave people on the, uh, you know, hanging over the bridge or on the ledge, because most of my guests, that's where they will put you, because as as Randy said, we're looking to uh, wake people up. Uh, how did this start out? Did it start out audio? Did it start out video? Was it a weekly thing? Was it a daily thing? Are we looking at 20? What, what, what year were we in? And how often were you doing the show? And how did it work when you first started? I remember I started live and uh, my second show, I'd have four guests for a half hour and a big wig from California, didn't show up. And oh, I had nice. to tap dance for a half hour. <laughs> <laughs> Literally.
1: Well, for us, Gary, it started in March of twenty-one. And uh, actually March of twenty two. March of twenty-two is what was our first episode. Well, didn't we try getting a run at it like
2: that in November? We couldn't get our equipment Yeah, and we had
1: all this equipment and we just, you know, we were two old guys trying to hook up cables and attachments and gear. And finally, Gary, we had to go through, I think, four young kids before we finally got one who was like 21 years old, who came over and uh, came in our studio and just started unplugging this and plugging this in. He's like, well, you don't need this cable. You don't need that cable. And literally within two hours, he had us up and going. And uh, it was always audio and video from day one. And we had the video down. I'm like sweating bullets. I'm like, okay, hey man, how do we, how do we get the audio portion? He's like, well, you just click this button and hit export to audio. And it's like 37 (laughs) seconds later, our video podcast turns into an audio podcast. And I was like, Oh wow, this is so cool. And then we just started working out our workflow and our, you know, how to store all the episodes and how to get them uploaded to all the uh, social media platforms that we're on that we haven't been kicked off of like YouTube. And that's, uh, we We started out
2: doing about uh two two episodes a week, Randy, give or take? Yeah, and then we got up to trying to do five a week
1: yeah and and now our sweet spot is about four.
2: We're trying to do
1: three to five, but four is about the average that we do a week so we're we're trying to crank out about fifteen sixteen episodes a month. So we're going on right now we're we're on the uh, upward side of uh, over two hundred plus we're heading into the three hundred episode mark so
0: one of the things that I really appreciate when I watch you too, when I'm on or when I've watched other guests is delivery. Uh, one of my favorite guests and one of them is gone, gone too soon. Uh, Diamond, Diamond and Silk were on oh. with me twice. And uh, although the show, as you know, is audio, it's going to go video in January, I do believe, but it's still audio. But I do look at the guests and uh, one of the great things about Diamond and Silk to me and Lynette Hardaway did die. She passed. uh, She would have been, I think, 52 this past Sunday. But one of the things to me that always amazed me about them was the delivery. They just knew when to talk they knew when to put their uh-huh yeah or you know you know tore up from the floor up and all the thing they just had it was just like clockwork <laughs> delivery I, I didn't even want to I didn't even want to do the show I just want to sit back and listen to them and when I wat- listen to you two you have this chemistry was that developed or did it take time or was it just always there
2: I, I honestly, it's just, it's just there. And at one point when we first started, I was all tense. I was like, Oh, I got to talk in the, uh, broadcaster voice, you know? And it was just, and then finally I just said, heck with it. Darren's Darren and I'm me and we'll just talk. And if we don't know us, uh, everything about a topic, you know, we ask questions. So that's the whole point is to ask questions like what the public would want to know.
1: Yeah, for for me, I, I just tried being me from day one, Gary. I mean, I, I, it's so easy to try to, to follow other people and try to be somebody else. And I think that comes through as looking and sounding very unnatural. So I think the more, you know, w- we can just be ourselves and, and not have to try to fake it until we make it, people are resonating that with that a lot more. And they just, you know, we get a lot of compliments from our guests and a lot of compliments from our viewers and audience that, that you guys just sound you know down to earth and you know not not made up not fake and just uh, people want real raw and transparent and i think that's what we
2: try to deliver the last thing i want is to be like one of the other media cuz you you know what our media is like now i hear you now let's see
0: what you're like now uh what is going on? What you can, you told us about certain things that are going on. What are a couple other things that you guys have been banging the gavel or like with that megaphone you guys had in that great picture you took, that <laughs> you know, with one blowing the megaphone in the other guy's ear and it's like his head's exploding. I, I love those shots. What are you, what is it in the Midwest? What do you want to, and your show goes national obviously. So what do you want the people to know? What is going on that, is your passion.
2: Well, I, I would say right now it's our freedoms and our rights. The biggest thing that we're trying to develop, especially over the next three to four weeks, we want to try and have constitutional minutes or, or constitutional discussions where we're talking about teaching people, you know, this is how you approach a certain law and just teaching them the laws that we've never been taught and what rights we have. Uh, number one with property taxation, things of that nature. Um, We really want to start adding more of some comedy as far as using real stories that are comical and pathetic. I think we're going to roll out a show or at least a segment called The Pathetic Report. Mm. So I think that's something we're going to be working on. We want to try to get a little more diversity to the show.
1: And Gary, I'm going to jump in here too. We, uh, we have a local team here that's very highly involved in the Kansas city area and some really high level people on there very smart, very intellectual people. And we are finding that it's, it's absolutely a, a glorious feeling when you can expose the courts and expose the corruption in the judicial system. And like one Randy said was uh, property taxation and these judges don't like to be challenged. These judges like to be bullies. They like to uh, have you bow down to them at every possible second. And I have people right now that I'm working with, one in one of the Southern states that is going through a major thing in, in their life right now. And they're just plucking the judges and the local court apart piece by piece. And it's absolutely glorious watching that process unfold because when you push back, a lot of times these courts and these judges, they know you know what's up, they know the jigs up, and they know that what's coming is not becoming to them. And for us, we find a lot of, of of joy and satisfaction in exposing the the crooked corruption of the system. And I think that's where we're going to be leading. Going forward, on a lot of these things, exposing a lot of these uh, uh, these nefarious actors behind the bench in a black robe who are nothing but an attorney playing the part of a judge. So that's, yeah. uh, that's something that got uh, has yeah. us uh, jazzed. Yeah, I hear you. You know what? What is it?
0: What is it that? And I'll start with you, Darren. What is it that really has your ire at this point in time? And then Randy, I'll ask you the same question where you say, I can't believe this has actually happened in my America. What is it with each one of you that you didn't think it could ever get this far?
1: For me, I think it was how much we have been conned by the media, by the news. I never realized people were so asleep and I, I'm like a Randy, I was, I was asleep during up through up to COVID. And I had no idea how people had, I hate to say the word sheep, because everybody uses that term, but how asleep people were to everything. They were just, we've been so dumbed down. My wife works in healthcare. And she and I have this conversation all the time about, wow, we really didn't know this was what's going on in healthcare, and this. And she said, the last three years, it's the worst she's ever seen in her 28-year career. But I just never realized that the American people were so stupid, I guess, and so uh, blind to what all's been going on, and uh, absorbed the media and just took it as gospel. Every step of the
2: way, and I'll give them benefit of the doubt. I wouldn't say stupid because that throws me in the category. Well, I mean, too, we were just ignorant of what was going on around us. We have been raised in an environment that we were born into that was corrupt from the very beginning. It was all a lie.
0: Well, that's where I wanted to go next. Where, what you were born into, because as you guys have heard my story twice, I was a Democrat, you know, being black. I, what did I know that Democrats were supposed to support us, whoever us was. And I'm Democrat until I became a born again Christian in 1997 and everything all changed for me. Uh, that's uh, the only thing I knew about conservatism up until that point was how to spell it, you know, and, uh Rush Limbaugh, Mark Levin, and Monica Crowley—who, uh, you know—they were the three that got me really rolling on this conservative path, and here I am. Were you both always conservative, or was this a learned behavior? Because a lot of people, you know, that's not their testimony—that they started out one way and stayed one way.
2: Well, I'll just I'll just say that prior to four years ago. I was just one of those people that was just going through life. I didn't like politics because I yeah, I, I always commented, we're never going to be able to do anything about it. You know, we're just not going to be able to do anything about it. I didn't realize how much how much uh, of a lie it was. And really, there were things that we could do and just somebody had to show us how to do it and i know there's there's way more of this population that needs to be shown how to do it because we the people do control this government and they've got it flipped upside down and think they control us but you know bottom line is i was paying no attention whatsoever i was more into sports and that's all i cared about and the now the tables are turned i i could care less really about sports other than my chiefs And, uh, now it's all, everything we do is our life and our freedoms and our constitutionality. So I can't even, you know, Gary, you get to a point, you can't even talk to some of your friends they are like, where did you go? Where's the guy I used to know. And it's like, man, I feel like in my soul, we're fighting the battle. And when they said it's biblical, it truly is. Well, I'm right about that.
0: Hold on. Hold on one second, Darren. I just want to just further take Randy a little bit deeper here. Was there a moment in which you woke up and said, I got I have to do something. I had a moment. I had a moment when I had always been in predominantly black churches that I thought these people really knew Jesus. And they were all Democrats. And and the pastor would stand up and preach. And then at the end of the sermon, uh, every month or two, he'd say he'd bring all the Democrat people running for office in the district and say these are our democratic party friends make sure you vote for them you know I didn't know any better at that point so once i became a born again christian and understood how god saw abortion and how he saw same sex marriage just starting and stopping there you know and when but hey people were voting wrong and you know i could tell you over 20 years, I probably changed the mind of 10 people that I knew and everybody I knew, they don't know, they don't talk to me anymore. I have new friends. God gave me a whole new circle of friends, including people like you. So when was your moment? Was there a moment in which you said I had to get involved and how did you get yourself up to speed so quickly?
2: Well, I'll tell you, it was, I'm trying to think the exact moment. I was sitting on my patio watching a couple of documentaries that somebody sent me. And it was in 2019 and all of a sudden it hit me. I had a coworker 10 years ago, tell me all this stuff that I'm seeing now. Mm -hmm. And he got in my face and he goes, dude, you better wake up. And I'm like, man, this is all crazy. There's no way this is happening. When I saw those documentaries, I looked at my wife and I said, he was right. And at that point on, I haven't hardly watched regular TV since. I mean, I've just been digging into this stuff and, you know, getting, making new friends. And oh, it's just, at that point, I'm like, I got to do something, but I don't know what it is. I wasn't in the military. I felt guilty not being in the military. And that's why I kind of, when that gal said something about the mass thing, I said, let's just start sending out studies, going door to door. And then this popped up. And I think this is a God-ordained mission for us because He's he's been laying things on our path that we've had to we've not had to put any effort in to getting.
0: Well, that's great to hear. And Darren, before you give your answer, I want to reply to one thing that uh, Randy's talking about. He's pretty much giving up sports, except for his chiefs. If my New York jets continue on the path they're on, I'm going to be giving up sports too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now,
1: now you can, Darren. (laughs) Well, for me, Gary, I, I think, uh, I was one of those people that I would always consider myself, I guess, a Republican. And I was the person that only voted in major presidential elections. And I can't ever remember up until three or four years ago, even voting in a, in a school board election. I'm like, what the heck? Why do I care about school board? I don't I have kids in public schools. They're doing great. The schools are good rated high, you know, you didn't know any different, didn't know any different at all. So, and if I were to vote in a school board election it would probably have been, uh, whoever signs I saw the most of would get my vote. So for me, uh, b- being a so-called Republican, which I'm very embarrassed about today, uh, my wake up moment was about March of 2020. when my wife had the news on, that's back when we listened listen to the news, she was cooking dinner and she had the news on and David Muir from ABC world news tonight, He's like, this just in major excavators and backhoes are digging mass graves all over New York City for all the bodies who have been victims of COVID-19. And he showed the bass excavators and the backhoes and the refrigerated trucks backed up to the hospital, you know, docks. I looked at my wife. I said, that is B.S. That's the biggest bunch of garbage I've ever seen. That was my wake up moment that I knew the the news was lying to us. So then we jump forward a few months into the election and what a, what a con that was. And then a few more months into January 6th. So between COVID the election and January 6th, those three things were pivotal moments for me for waking up. And I'm like, okay, this is where we have to really get off our, our uh, rear ends and start taking action and start putting together, you know, shows, bringing on experts, bringing on guests, you know, letting the truth be told what's really going on out there. So, and then, you know, today I'd say that I, I, I have really about as much respect for Republicans as I do leftist liberal Democrats. So I, I have moved on beyond being so-called uh, a a Republican and uh I I just, uh, I'm just so thankful that the good Lord put all this in our path. And I say that COVID was the biggest blessing from God ever because it woke so many people up from a, a dead sleep. And my biggest fear is had it, had it, uh, gone on without COVID or something like COVID, where would our country be today? Because I think, uh, that was the big alarm clock that woke so many people up from a deep, deep, deep slumber. And, uh, Hopefully, that's going to be the thing that gets this nation righted in the in the in the ship back uh, in the upright position.
0: I agreed uh, that that virus woke a lot of people up, but it's not done yet because see, the vaccine is going to end up waking a lot of people up too. Oh yeah, because they're going to find out. We were right. They're going to find out. And, you know, they're not done with this, with trying to weaponize this thing. And the, the one the one the one thing that it that should put fear in all Americans, you know, we had a swine flu and we, we've had all kind of things. And Obama didn't shut the country down. People were dying and they didn't shut the country down. But when they were able to shut the country down, that was just a test run for them. Just Mm -hmm. to show we can we can pull it off. And each time they take away another one of our freedoms in the name of this, that or the other thing, it just gets us as a nation more conditioned to being controlled by big government and jumping at their whim, whether it's constitutional or not. And um, yeah, this that that COVID thing, it's it's. It's not finished along those lines. And speaking about not finished, uh, we haven't finished on talking about, we talked about what you do and how you do it, but we haven't talked about how'd you get the name Patriots
1: with grit. You know, I was sitting in a church service one day and they were talking about the lead pastor was talking about grit. <clears throat> and it was right in the middle of all this. You know, I had, I had been kind of playing around with the word patriots and, and, you know, had all these different sticky notes all over walls with different configurations of, of words. And he said the word grit. And I'm like, that's that's brilliant. So I think literally within about three or four hours, the name Patriots with Grit was actually the final name we chose. I grabbed the domain name, got the registration, uh, jumped on uh, having a website created. And uh, that's really basically how it was uh, all put together, Gary. Well,
2: and, and I'll just add on, not only can you can consider us the two uh, hosts as Patriots with Grit, most of the people we have on are Patriots. And they've got a story well beyond us. I mean, we've had people on here that have got spinal disorders because of the vaccine. You know, we've got some pretty heart-wrenching stories on here. So there's people out there have done way more in, as a patriot than we have. So it's kind of a two-sided, two-sided name that I think fits well.
0: Well, I agree. And here's the big my-head-scratching question because I know what it takes for me to prepare for a guest once a week. How do you guys find time to prepare for a minimum of four guests a week?
1: Well, we have uh, a huge staff. <laughs> we have a huge staff of of two, and uh, <laughs> that would be Randy and Darren. And we have just embraced a lot of uh, online technology tools. Uh, we have a great calendar. Calendar. Calendly is a great calendar scheduling app that we use, and uh, we have really good software. And uh, you know, I'm a I'm a firm believer. I come from the old school of over communication with people. So I believe in email, calling, texting guests, uh, getting a little bit of uh, pre-show dialogue going before they come on. We ask them to send us all kinds of documents, uh, videos, links, articles, so we can ask really good, deep questions when they come on the show. And, uh, you know, I, I think they come on and they see, Hey, these guys are actually prepared. They They know how to ask the right questions and they do it in a, in a, you know, what would you say, Randy? Just a transparent, authentic well, just way, just a
2: conversational
1: <laughs> way. First of all, yeah, yep. and 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 we like to let. This is a big thing, Gary. We let our our guests do all, almost all the talking. I think a lot of shows the the hosts want to be the the heroes and the in the stars. For us, we just want to have our our guests, you know, share their story and and tell the truth. And we'll interject throughout the the episode, but. I think that's one of the reasons, though, Randy, why we have so much, uh, uh, you know,
2: well, so, so many thumbs up. Yeah. And both of us, both of us are relationship people. We love meeting people. And this whole journey, I mean, in what, two years now, there's so many people across the country that we've met that we would have never met if we would have done this. We've got some great friends like you across the, across the country, but it's, it's, it's just been an uh, awesome journey so far. I mean, it's early, but it's it's a ton of work. I mean, I I have a full-time job, and the minute it's done, I start doing this and editing and preparing and, you know, just the way it is. I mean, it's no small feat going from two local school board candidates in your small town to getting one of
1: Trump's attorneys on as a guest. I mean, that's a, that's a pretty good— Or even good, this guy, Gary Benford. Here. Gary Benford yeah. from New York City. I mean, yeah, you I know. not, not very often get somebody from the Big Apple. Don't outlet. even throw me, you know,
0: <laughs> <laughs> like— Somebody like when I even City. asked for your guest list I said don't include me. know. All jokes aside thank thanks for having me on a couple times because I really appreciate it and you've amassed quite a, a guest list that includes Trump's attorney Christina Bob, Clay Clark, Mel Kay, Dr. Carol Lieberman, Alfie Oakes. Pastor we love Arthur. Alfie Oaks. Yeah, I, I was at a couple of conventions with our uh, with Alfie in uh, South Carolina. You know, down there, he's from down there in Florida. Uh, Pastor Arthur P- P- uh, Paul Palosky up in Canada, right? Yep. Uh, uh, Derek Johnson, Natasha Owens, uh, Re- Rebecca Friedrichs, who's a friend of mine, and John DeLemy, who brought us together. I love John because John is a warrior, and you guys are warriors. You've had some great guests, and. uh, As you said, people love to come on if you let them talk. And um, is there any any guests that uh, surprised you? There's there's sometimes you get a person, a guest that just turned out to be something you didn't expect in a good way. Or is that a difficult
2: question? That's a difficult question because we've had some on because, you know, like I said, being prepared is one thing. Sometimes we just don't understand the topic that well which is comes off pretty good because then I can ask questions like an idiot would, you know? And, you know, there's been some that the topic wasn't that exciting and man, the person come on and we were floored afterwards, you know, just like, Oh my gosh, I had no clue this was going on. Well, like Randy alluded to all ago go to our
1: guest, Danielle Baker, she was a nurse vaccine injured, major, major, major medical health issues. Uh, she can hardly speak. She speaks from her bedroom, uh, you know barely gets out of her house ever. And I mean, that show pretty much had us in tears just because of of her uh, cardiac and uh, spinal neurological, neurological mm. issues. And it was just uh, it was a tough one to get through. You know, here she is with little kids and uh, forced to take the experimental gene therapy. And now she is just suffering. Uh, she's got the, heart failure now. You know, oh, and we we did a campaign where we helped her uh, raise money to get her electric wheelchair, and it's it's just a heart wrenching, you know, awful story that we wish we would have never had to meet her and never
2: had to tell her. But story. she's a, she's a good friend. We I I may email her back and forth every once in a while. But you know the the pitiful part is she did get to go to court. And they denied her work comp oh. because they said she was she was not forced to, and the coercion was not strong enough. Oh. Now it, that's a crooked way of doing it, but she ended up getting a jury trial, and now she's so sick she had to postpone the trial. so it's it's a bad deal.
0: yeah, well, here's the qu- question I hate asking and I ask every guest this question and the answers vary. Uh, When we do this, we're putting out truth and we know that's our only job. Just to put it out, we can lead people to the truth, but it doesn't mean that they're going to drink it up and then pass it along. Are you having success? in dealing with people that you come in contact with or with listeners, are you really, you you know, does it move the needle, Uh, you know, because it does to a degree, but there's just so many people that just don't want to hear what we're selling. And now you find out, as you said, Darren, you say with Republicans, because to me it's no longer Republicans or Democrats, it's America first versus globalists. Mm -hmm. And there's globalists on both sides of the aisle. And there's a lot of people as that, as president Trump, expose that are globalists that want big government that want the United Nations or other entities running the country and being part of a world uh, world establishment and you know what the bible says about that so how 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 is it and how do you deal with the rejection of so many friends and relatives they'd rather give you the middle finger than than tell you you're right
2: Well, they may be giving me the middle finger behind my back. Nobody's been rude, but, you know, when I try to go back to certain, you know, events where all my friends are that I used to hang out with, um, I'm still their friend, but I can't have the same conversation I used to. My whole, whole needle has moved another direction and I get so frustrated when they start talking about something that it's like, you guys don't even have a clue. I, you're so far out of bounds, you know, and it's, you know, I'm still fighting some family members trying to get them to wake up. Well, and for me, I I, I think, uh, Gary, I'm
1: missing a, a part of my brain, which is the emotional processing center of my brain. So I really don't care what family <laughs> or friends do. You know, I always say, I just, I don't need any more friends. I don't need more family. Mm-hmm. Granted, I've lost some friends. I've lost some family members, but I've gained exponentially more than I've lost. And for me, it's just like, I just don't, uh, I don't care. I I, I don't really care. And if I hurt your feelings, if I, uh, offend you, that's just too bad. Hopefully that'll be the, uh, kick in the rear to, to wake you up. But, uh, you know, uh, in-laws, you know, some of them think I'm just absolutely crazy and I'm a bigot and I'm uh, putting humanity at risk and that's okay. You know, if you want to call me in Christmas, we'll talk and I'll treat you the same as I've ever treated you since I've known you for 20 some years. But if you choose not to have a conversation with me, that's fine too. I, uh, I'm not going to change my, my direction and our path just to make people happy, whether you're friends, family, neighbors, whatever. So if you like me, you like me. If you don't, hey, we'll still shake hands and part as friends, according to according to me. so
2: Right. Well, and I just want to add, too, the friends that we've made in this Patriot group, everybody's got their specialty. We've got doctors that have left their practice. We've got people that have stepped up and they're doing massive law research. I mean, we've got people in pods doing certain things. And I, I've made the comment to Darren before. I said, we don't spend enough time physically together with these people building that relationship. We're constantly at meetings or texting information back and forth and trying to learn. I want to jump in one more on one more thing here. I think one thing
1: we haven't talked about, but we need to discuss just really short, a uh, brief segment here is, you know, the, the importance and the power of the parallel economy. People can actually do a lot mm-hmm. with their communities, with their neighbors, with the areas they're in, in a parallel economy, whether it's, uh, you know, bartering, whether it's trading out healthcare services, legal services, food related issues, uh, you know, all kinds of things. But I think that has been one big uh, positive that came out of the whole Corona thing is uh, opening people up to, you know, we don't have to buy from the big box people all the time. You know, there are other options out there that, uh, you know, we can support our local friends, neighbors, and and community and still uh, amazingly miraculously survive. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, you know, Please tell people
0: where they can hear and see Patriots with grit and how
1: to reach you. Well, we're on all the major forms. We're on rumble, CloudHub, cloud hub, Facebook. Uh, we're not on YouTube. They uh, unfortunately took us off because we were speaking too much truth. So they and can't, I handle thank them it. for that. Yeah. I thank them for that. And then Apple podcasts, you can go over there and listen to our podcasts on Apple and give us a five star review. If you would like to, you can go to our website, patriotswithgrit.com, Patriotswithgrit.com. And uh, we're we're on Telegram. We don't have a lot of followers or a lot of work on tel- I haven't done a lot of work on Telegram or X, Twitter. But the, we're pretty much everywhere, Gary.
2: Well, and we don't we don't do social media like posting stuff every day. We just don't have that that time at this point. It's it's basically our videos. So any of those platforms, you can get our our
1: podcast. Rumble is our primary video home. Apple Podcasts is our primary podcast home. So
0: before I let you guys go. Please give a message to America, each one of you, that you would want to tell America as we continue this fight to save our nation.
1: My piece of advice would be to turn off mainstream news, start focusing on truth telling, you know, patriotic podcasters or video shows like like Gary's, like ours here at Patriots with Grit and, uh, you know, start taking action and doing things in a small way in your local backyard, in your community. They always say, you know, local action creates national impact. People are always wanting to do the big bad things. They're wanting to, you know, do things that they get a lot of uh, accolades for and, you know, go to all these rallies for presidential campaigns. You know, it, it all starts locally with your local commissioners, your local school boards, your local water boards, the things that people have, uh, you know, on the back burner for their entire lives that's where the rubber meets the road and that's where it starts so i would say get involved at that small local level and uh, just support your local conservative people as much as possible and stop listening to all the nonsense and start focusing on and practicing truth
2: so from my side i agree we have to have people get off the couch and do things you know I didn't know it, what I could do, and this and this popped up. But we've got people that go to all kinds of health board meetings. We uh, we have some health board, county health board people that are way off base, and we've well, I haven't, but those people in our group have gotten other people to run in those positions, and so it's it's taken an effort of a small group of people to get a big impact with an organization that we don't feel likes being ran correctly so that's just a small thing but everybody has the ability to do something just start talking to people and in building relationships with people that you know are fighting back and you'll find your place
0: you know, I have really enjoyed speaking with you because I really enjoyed coming on your show. I have a good time because you guys are—you're—you're you're actually really polite here today. You know? Well, but, you know, yeah, but you know, but you know, but I really have a good time. And and you know, a lot of times on certain shows, you just you don't feel nervous, but you just—I won't say the word "button up," but you just feel. But like talking to you on your show is just like talking to two guys, you know, like I, you're like, we're, we're running a cup of coffee right now. We don't have a cup of coffee, but that's the attitude that I like to portray. And, and, uh, I thank you for coming on and giving us a piece of who you are and what you're about. And you're both great Patriots and, uh, keep on doing what you're doing. Keep up the good fight. Don't let them grind you down. And I am looking forward to having you back on in the future because the fight continues.
1: It does. And we want to say thank you for having yeah, us on as your guest. We'll have you back on as well. We always love having you and your perspective uh, for our audience.
0: I'm like you. We we tell the truth and we just let the chips fall where they may. And right. I think when you when they look back in history and when they look at these podcasts, they're going to realize those guys cared enough about their country and their family and God to tell the truth. So once again, thanks for coming on. All right, Gary. Thank thanks you, much. you. Take care. There you have it. Patriots with grit. Mr. Darren Ross and Randy Mansell. Please check them out. They're on all podcast platforms. You will not be disappointed. I want to thank Darren Ross and Randy Mansell for doing what they do as Patriots with Grit and for joining us to talk about it. They bring truth to the light on a myriad of politically based topics four days a week. Wow. Keep on rocking out, guys. This podcast is available for download at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. I'd like to alert you to the podcast archive located below on this page. You can hear more than 125 high-profile guests, including Carol Swain, Peter Navarro, Naomi Wolf, Kevin Sorbo, Dick Morris, Ben Carson, Will Witt, Judge Janine Pirro, Michael Loftus, Carrie Lake, Pastor Jack Hibbs, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, Vince Everett Ellison, Monica Crowley, and Mike Lindell. That's it for now, friends. Thanks for joining us. So until the next time, this is your host, Gary Benford, saying God bless you, God bless your family, and God bless America.